Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, it looks like I had my uh, looks like I had my mute on. So hello, sorry about that. My name is Ed. Every Tuesday, doing a BFR, answer questions, talk about some content, any new studies that come out. That's what I use this time for. Um, so I like to start these off with questions. So anybody have any questions for me regarding programming, um, using BFR, how to use BFR, whatever those questions may be. You can um, go up to the upper right corner in the chat section and then just type your question in there. So questions go here. Everybody should have uh, audio now because I'm seeing audio is working. Ben, have you are you able to hear me now? All right. So, any um, if there's no questions, then we'll just kind of get into a little uh, little conversation regarding. Um, I think. One of the interesting things is as we age, many patients tell me like, I used to not have these problems before I turned 40 and then all of a sudden 40 hit and I'm more sore, I have more aches and pains. I have, um, it seems like I can't do as much without kind of irritating or slightly injuring myself. And we have to kind of think about like, what, what is it about the aging process that um, that doesn't allow our bodies to heal as quickly or as efficiently. Number one, I think, of course, compared to my high school athletes, growth hormone growth growth hormone production way lower, testosterone levels way lower at my 47 years of age compared to when I was younger. And I definitely think that those play a role. Of course, growth hormone um, helps with collagen synthesis. The cool thing with blood flow restriction training is that it does spike your growth hormone. And it's one of the reasons why we will use blood flow restriction training after exercise as a recovery tool. So being able to use BFR post-exercise for recovery can be beneficial. Now there are many different ways that we repair our tissue after exercise or after activity. Um, one of the major ways that exercise-induced muscle damage is healed is through stem cells. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about stem cells before, but um, stem cells are the little repair mechanisms that we have. And these, these cells sit on top of muscle. And when we get these little, little micro damage to the muscle, these stem cells go down into that micro damage and share their nuclei with the muscle or tendon or whatever is trying to be repaired. They share the nuclei so that nuclei can then be replicated 
and the body will make more um, more muscle cells or whatever type of cells you need to repair, tendon cell, muscle cell, whatever type of cell. Well, our stem cell production gets lower as we get older. And I think that that contributes as well. I also think we don't absorb protein as well. And protein are the building blocks, at least amino acids are the building blocks to uh, muscle protein synthesis or the remaking of muscle cells that have been broken down due to activity or exercise. So making sure that we have enough amino acids um, or at least enough protein to have our body convert that to um, amino acids. Um, BFR can contribute to enhancing uh, stem cell production. BFR can also increase growth hormone. BFR and just hypoxia alone can help improve insulin growth factor and other things to help with the recovery and rehabilitative process. Um, so I think it's interesting and in, in our level two course, which I'm hoping to have, uh, I've been saying this for a year, uh, finally be able to release it. We're waiting to release until our, until we're all cut up with our cuffs so that people can take it at home and get something out of it. But um, we will have these like pre-exercise, post-exercise um, BFR protocols that you can use to help with the recovery process. And then pre-exercise in order to prepare for the exercise using BFR and hypoxia. Um, Manette says, I'm working with someone with low testosterone. His levels went up slightly over two weeks, not enough to change recommendations for meds. So that's good. It's, um, it also depends on how they're getting their hormone replacement therapy. If they have, if they have pellets, pellets are slow release. Um, if they're getting injections, then usually those injections have to be done weekly because they'll spike as the injection goes in. Let's say my injection day is Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, my testosterone will be elevated. Then it'll start to drop back down again. And within about six to seven days is when we have our trough which is the low level, then you re-inject again, and then it goes back up again. So depending on how he's taking his hormone replacement um, can make an effect as well. And when they tested the blood um, and which testosterone levels, free testosterone, T2, T whatever they're testing um, has to be consistent as well. Um, oh, he hasn't started testosterone. Oh, oh, interesting. So he hasn't been supplementing yet, but he saw an increase in testosterone was he um, inactive, Manette, prior to training with you? Because I would think some, yeah, so he was inactive. So I would expect a spike just with exercise alone. So that's cool. Increased testosterone is not a bad thing. Okay, any other questions regarding um, blood flow restriction training right now that I can, um, that I can answer? I was just uh, finishing up um, one of the chapters in the book. Book will be out. It looks like it's going to go to editor by the end of next month. So um, I'll have a whole section in there on stem cell production, insulin growth factor, um, heat shock proteins, other ways that uh, the body adapts to um, blood flow restriction training. Um, um, this microcirculation effect 
with uh, vascular endothelial growth factor, other ways that our bodies can adapt to the um, to blood flow restriction and, and hypoxia in a positive way. Uh, it's very fascinating, at least to me. All right. Thanks, you guys, so much. Have a great week, and uh, see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.